This is Bigger Questions with your host, Robert Martin. Welcome to Bigger Questions. Today's Bigger Question, how important is wealth in the coronavirus world? Now, we can't get a live audience today, but we can still ask some big questions whilst observing appropriate social distancing. We're asking today's big question to Dr. David Knox. David is a senior partner at Mercer Australia, a financial services consulting firm where he is a consulting actuary to several superannuation funds. David is involved in thought leadership of the area of superannuation and pensions and is passionate about improving pension systems around the world. David, welcome to Bigger Questions. Great to be here, Rob. I'm glad you could join us. Now, David, you're involved in thought leadership in superannuation and pensions. And in fact, you've recently been interviewed by the Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal. So what are the what are the big questions that these prestigious financial publications are asking? Well, Rob, as we all know, the financial markets have fallen in the last couple of months. The yep. share prices have dropped. Interest rates are at almost zero. And people have seen a decline in the value of their wealth. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, unemployment is going up, income is coming down, and people are worried about where's the pension system going? Yeah. Will I still have money in retirement? Yeah, and so that's what you've been talking to these publications about. That's correct. Yes. Well, to kick off bigger questions, we usually like to ask a couple of smaller questions just to get everyone thinking. Now, today, David, we're talking about wealth, superannuation and the future. And so, David, I thought I'd just test you with one smaller question about superannuation in Australia, okay? You ready? Ready. (laughs) Okay, we'll see how you go. Okay, according to ASFA, the peak advocacy body for Australia's superannuation industry, in December 2019, how much did total superannuation assets total in Australia? December 2019, yeah. I would reckon it's $2.9 trillion. Well, that's yes, I think that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had three. I was going to let you get it to the nearest trillion, but I wasn't going to try to, yeah, the nearest <laughs> trillion. So three million, three trillion dollars to the nearest trillion. That's right. Now, maybe that question's a bit too easy for you, David, because I was a bit concerned that if you did get it wrong, um, maybe the interview might end fairly quickly. So well done, David. So you did pass. You did get oh, our smaller you. question right today. So it's a three trillion dollar industry. I mean, in some ways, it's hard for a mind to comprehend that much money. But we are, as you said, we are going through a very sudden economic shock yep. due to the coronavirus. Markets have come down substantially. So what's the, been the impact then on super funds? Well, markets have probably, for this financial year and in June, most funds will probably earn in the order of minus 5%, give or take a little bit. Yeah. But I think it's got to be recognised that we've been through economic growth for the last 26 years, a long period of growth. The share markets have done well over the last five to 10 years. And if you look at the last five years as a whole, even allowing for this year's decline, most super funds will have earned 4 to 5% per mm. annum. Yeah. That is more than inflation, significantly more than inflation, more than term deposits. So I think most people's money in super has actually grown. And yes, there's been a dip. But looking back over that five-year period, they're still well ahead of inflation. So it's not a cause for enormous alarm, though, you would say, at this stage in the, in the global That's sort correct. of uh, superannuation suspicion. But it's obviously it is a concern, though. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And we, we don't know the next five to ten years is uncertain. Um, unemployment will be high. Interest rates will remain low. I think we will come out of this economically, but the returns we've seen in the last four or five years probably won't be repeated Um, I still expect them to be more than inflation, Mm -hmm. uh, but we need to start to expect returns around 4 to 5% a year 
rather than 7 to 8%. Right, yeah, yeah. Now, to counteract some of the economic um, challenge and difficulty or damage of this, the government has instituted some changes to superannuation. So can you maybe share a little bit about what's changed? Well, the major change is that people can access their super early mm-hmm. in two lots of up to $10,000. Right. So, so what does that mean? You can actually get some of your retirement savings Correct. Early. You You can get up to $20,000. Now, my point is, do you need it? Yeah. Uh, you don't just want it because, oh, I can get $20,000. Yeah. Um, you do have to certify that your income has dropped by at least 20%, and you've got to recognise that there will be some consequences. Yes, and so what are some of the consequences? Well, some of the consequences, obviously, is if you're taking ten or $20,000 out now when you don't really need it, I mean, some people will need it. Unless you do absolutely need it, I Correct. suppose, if you've got no income at all. If you've got no income or you've got expenses that are high, then I understand people need it. But some people have been attracted to it because they can get their hands on the money. Mm. But, of course, if you're taking money out now, you are crystallising the loss and not letting the recovery happen it will also inevitably affect your retirement benefits because Mm -hmm. you're taking it early. So I I think there's a real important financial advice question here as to do you need it? Some people really do need it and that's great. A million Australians have accessed it. Yeah. But I suppose that's the the challenging question about how much do I really need Need. it. Um, There's there's a question there. We're not offering financial advice today, are we? We aren't. But (laughs) but there's a wisdom question here, though, I suppose, isn't there, about uh, what, are the, what are the impacts and the costs if I do take it out early? You say it doesn't you – know, you, obviously, you crystallise the loss. Yes. Do you want to unpack a bit more what the, what the other issues well, here are? Uh, if you need it, absolutely. But if you don't need it and you want your hands on the money, what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. If you put it in the bank, it's going to earn half a percent or 1%. If you leave it in super, the share market and the other markets will recover and you're probably going to earn 5% a year over the longer term. Leaving the money there if you can afford to do so is the best thing to do. It also means in retirement you will actually have a little bit more money. Um, Depending on what assumptions you use and how old you are as to what the length of period to your retirement, if you take $20,000 out, it may mean that your retirement benefit may be $30,000 or $50,000 lower yeah. than it would otherwise be. Yeah. Um, that's not a good thing because in our retirement years, um, we actually need money to live on. And this is because of the compounding nature of, of superannuation, that you put it in there and it accumulates over a, a long period of time. As Einstein said, compound interest is a miracle. It just <laughs> keeps compounding and growing. Yes. And uh, you, know, you put money in at, um, let's just say, 5% a year, that money will double in 14 years. Mm. So obviously the question then of whether or not someone should access their super early release of their superannuation is a, is a wisdom question. Yes. Um, what, what principles do you think can undergird that, that decision? That, uh, that Obviously there's the long-term gains, etc. What other principles do you think can undergird that decision? Well, I think one of the principles in this exercise will have to be honesty mm-hmm. because what you've got to do is self-certify that your income has dropped by at least 20%. The other question I would ask is do you need it? Um, as I've indicated earlier, leaving it there is going to be a better outcome. Mm. So you've just touched on a couple of, uh, of wise sort of ideas there, looking for the future, um, again, considering you know, how much we need something and also the idea of honesty, etc. So where, where can we find wisdom? Where do you find wisdom to, to help us make those decisions? Sure. Well, as a Christian, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Go back to so that, Proverbs. That's something that drives you though, is it? Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I think it's important. You know, we talk about superannuation being long term mm. and as an actuary, I tend to look at 
many years into the future rather than next week or next month. Yeah. Um, but as a Christian, I look to eternity. Right. That's long term. <laughs> That's a long term. <laughs> so you've obviously got to invest wisely. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I'd also say that my focus is actually on serving the Lord God mm. and not on serving my money. Right. Uh, because I think it's very easy for people to be attracted to money and that drives them. Mm. Um, whereas I think we see clearly in the Bible um, and in the Christian faith and in the history of the church that people who are focused on God um, actually are more content. Uh, they're not led to dishonesty. They're not led to um, inappropriately balanced scales in the yeah. Old yeah. Testament, if you like. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that contentment um, also means that they don't spend recklessly and that tends to actually mean you, you have a happier life. Mm. We have just mentioned the Bible now and the book of Proverbs where that quote comes from about the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. And that is a part of uh, what's known as wisdom literature in the Old Testament, it offers uh, short, pithy insights into the nature of life in the world, offers practical memorable wisdom for life. Now, one of these Proverbs is 2021, which says, an inheritance claimed too soon will not be blessed at the end. Mm. So is there wisdom here? Is, there, is, that, is that connected somewhat to this idea about, you know, honesty and looking at the future with regards to perhaps even the situation at the moment about early release of superannuation? Well, I think what that's saying is that if we get an inheritance that's claimed too early and we find it very easy because it's just giving to us, uh, we don't understand what hard work is. Right, yeah. Um, and I think the danger with an inheritance is that you say, oh, I'm suddenly wealthy and I can be a, <laughs> a, a lazy so-and-so. Right, yes, yes, yes. And so there's some pa- – it requires patience as well, I suppose. Uh, it, it does require patience. It requires building up uh, your, your work. It requires working with others, working in the community. Right, yeah. <laughs> Now, another one of these pithy, memorable wisdom sayings is found in Proverbs 27, 12, which says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. So what do you think this is saying then to the current dangers we face? Well, I think, again, wisdom is coming through here, that we face dangers every day, every week. Uh, there are dangers when you cross the road. Yeah. So you, you're prudent when you cross the road. You look out for traffic. Mm. Um, in the COVID-19 environment, we're prudent in the sense that we wash our hands and we're careful not to shake hands. Yes, it's practice social distancing and so on. That's right. <laughs> Again, in terms of uh, looking to the future financially, I think we have to recognise that uh, most of us will retire at some point from the workforce and then have a number of retirement years yeah. 20, 25, 30 years, and we won't be earning an income. So it actually is prudent to say, let me put some of the money I earn this year, this week, aside for that future. Mm. And that's what the Australian government has told us to do really over the last 30, almost 30 years with compulsory superannuation. Yes. We are put, putting money aside. So we have this $3 trillion. So when the baby boomers all retire um, and the next generation retires – they can actually have a, a retirement that is dignified. Mm. Um, now, mm. often we use the term comfortable. That's got subjective elements to it as to <laughs> what's right. yeah. comfortable and what's lavish. I think dignity is a better a way of looking at it. And we want to give our older members of society uh, dignity, respect, and I think superannuation is part of that. Mm. So is that what it means to be prudent then? Well, I think, that, I mean, in terms of prudent, 
prudent financial management, certainly put some aside for the future. Um, but at the same time, I would argue that we're also encouraged to be generous. Mm. But you just created a bit of a tension there, though, because to be prudent means mean, uh, obviously giving money away, but at the same time saving for the future. And so there's a tension there. Is that, is that where wisdom comes in? Absolutely. There is always a tension as to how much to save for the future and how much to spend now. Again, there's no single answer here. Mm. Um, it depends on the lifestyle you want into the future. It will depend on your health in the future. Um, it also is interesting, we don't have a retirement age in this country. We right. often talk about a retirement age, but it's actually the pension age, right. which is going to 67. There are people who will retire or be forced to retire at 60. There are other people who are going to keep working to 75. Mm. So, again, it varies a lot by our individual circumstances. Mm. But I think what we need to recognise is there is that balance of being prudent for the future, but at the same time being generous in the now. Mm. Now, this theme of prudence is a, is a consistent theme throughout the book of Proverbs, and it does go on to prize prudence and steady accumulation. For example, in Proverbs thirteen eleven, it says, dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. And then Proverbs ten four: lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands brings wealth. So is this a case for superannuation, <laughs> do you think? Well, I, I think we didn't have superannuation in the time of Proverbs. <laughs> no. uh, we were in a very different society. We were not in the urban world we live in today. We often lived in extended families. Mm. Uh, we didn't have the life expectancy that we had today. So I think what we've got to recognise now is that well, the one I like to say is um, half the baby girls born today will live beyond 95. Mm. So we are living much longer mm. Um, we are healthier in our retirement years, so we can work a little bit longer. Now, I'm not suggesting one has to work till you drop. That's <laughs> till, till you are 95. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit extreme. But we also recognise that in our later years, our health might deteriorate a bit. Our cognitive ability mm. or, uh, deteriorates gradually. I hate to admit that, but mm. that's what happens. So... You know, I think it is wise to put money aside for the future. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think we have to be very careful not to worship that wealth. Mm. Um, you know, we have to be ready to use it. And superannuation is there to be used in retirement. It's not there for estate planning. Mm. Uh, it's to say, this is what I'm going to live on whilst and in my retirement years. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm concerned that there are some retirees who, let's say they retire with $400,000, just to pick a number, oh, I've got to keep the $400,000. I, I don't want to go into it at all. Mm. To which my response is, well, actually, it's there to be used. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not your estate and yeah. you can actually have a more enjoyable retirement yeah. and you can give some of it away yeah. um, rather than hoarding it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But there's also wisdom though that whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow and then little by little as a superannuation funds grow, that there's certainly benefits. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the, that's the idea of contributing week in, week out, month in, month out. Uh, people try and pick the stock market and will I get in when it's low? To be fair to the stock analysts listening, it's a bit of a mugs game for the average punter. <laughs> uh, you will not pick the bottom of the market. No. Uh, it's much better to do it gradually. Yeah. And yes, you'll put some in when it's low and some in when it's a bit higher, but in the end, you'll have some money for retirement. Yeah. 
Obviously, the economic turmoil that we're going through at the moment, though, has shaken people's uh, confidence in the future and particularly perhaps even with their superannuation fund, etc., even though the returns have yes. only had a small dip, but there's still the future is so uncertain. So how do you think this has led people to feel? I think there's certainly more uncertainty around now than there, there was and there's uncertainty in terms of health, mm-hmm. obviously, uncertainty in terms of jobs and wealth. Uh, where are we going on our next holidays? Who knows? <laughs> Possibly the lounge room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, can I go and see my family? Uh, can I go to my cousin's wedding or can I attend a funeral of an elderly uncle or aunt? All these are, you know, it's been uncertain times and it's understandable that people feel a bit of fear mm. um, and they're not quite sure who to trust and, and where to go. So I, I would... I guess, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I think, for me, my trust is now stronger than ever in the sense that we have a God who is a sovereign God. Mm. Um, this God who created us and who sta- sustains us, who still makes the sunshine in the morning and the rain come, as we've seen recently. Um, so he is a loving God. Mm. And it, it's really important that we come back to him, particularly in times of uncertainty. Mm. I think what we have tended to do in recent years is we've wanted to be in control. Mm. People have said, oh, well, I'm in control. I know everything. You know, it's all mapped out. All of a sudden, no, there are uncertain events that are happening. Now, we've been very fortunate in this country that we don't have many earthquakes or vo- volcanoes, but elsewhere in the world, there are those shocks as well. Mm. Um, so we have to be, we have to recognise that we're not sovereign, mm. we're not in control, our Prime Minister isn't in control no. of, of the pandemic as much as he may like to be. Um, shocks do come along and I find it a great comfort that uh, I can actually trust in God. Mm. So your trust in the Lord, so to speak, has been strengthened by this recent experience, would you say? I I think it's highlighted the need for it. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's highlighted the fact that the things that we as humans naturally put around us are fragile. Yeah. And it's very easy for me in the super industry to trust that I'm going to have enough super set aside for my retirement. Well, I hope I do. (laughs) But I think what the other thing that's highlighted there is contentment. Mm. Um, That, look, if I can't go for a holiday in Europe next year, uh, well, maybe it's Australia. Well, maybe it's not Australia. Maybe it's Victoria. Uh, Maybe it's not Victoria. (laughs) Maybe it's across the road. (laughs) Across the road. (laughs) So, So let's be content uh, with uh, what we have. And uh, one of the uh, other Proverbs that I like, uh, Proverbs 30 verse 8, give me neither poverty nor riches, mm. but give me only my daily bread. Uh, and that's been, that's been significant for you. Uh, that, that I think is helpful yeah. um, because obviously there's a reflection of the Lord's Prayer in that as well, which came after the proverb. But, uh, but I think it's saying that contentment is uh, there and we can find contentment whether we have too much or too little. In fact, let's look to the bigger picture. Mm. Now, you just mentioned the Lord there now. In the New Testament part of the Bible, Jesus himself offers some wisdom of how to deal with the uncertainties of life, where he says in Matthew 6.25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Now, Jesus then goes on to tell people that to trust in God and seek first his kingdom, a bit like you've been explaining now. But is Jesus' advice here naive, telling people not to worry but trust in something I can't see? 
Well, I think it's also part of the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, don't worry unnecessarily. Uh, again, that proverb, give me today my daily bread. Mm. Uh, th- that's a short-term focus. Um, but in fact, we've also heard the proverbs about being prudent and mm. having a longer-term focus. So I think, again, there is a balance there. Um, we, we we trust in the, the, the Lord who loves us, cares for us, provides. How he will provide... I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, maybe that's a, a get out of jail clause or something. <laughs> but but I, I think we have to recognise there is a bigger picture to all this. And I think the pandemic has shaken people uh, a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, we've come out of it very well in Australia um, and well done to the governments on, mm. on that. Other countries have not come out so well. Mm. So, David, you're a Christian believer. You trust in Jesus and believe that God's going to look after our needs. So then why do you spend so much time devising sophisticated retirement savings schemes? <laughs> um, well, I, I think they're not really that sophisticated. They're really quite <laughs> simple. Uh, the simple concept of superannuation is put money aside in your working years for your retirement years. Yeah. Um, globally, uh, what we're seeing in some countries, and this is some of the work I do, is People are not putting money aside for the future. They are relying on the government. Mm. And with an ageing population and with declining fertility, in other words, the next generation or two of taxpayers, um, countries like Italy, Spain, Austria are going to struggle. Mm. They haven't got the $3 trillion that we've set aside for the future. Mm. Um, And so those economies are going to struggle. Um, Relatively speaking, we are very well placed now, David, as we've been reflecting on various bits of wisdom here today, certainly what the Bible's been saying, the Bible seems to be advocating two different things here. Be prudent, take refuge, make wise decisions and save money, put some money aside, but then also to trust in Jesus and not to worry. So is this possible to, to bridge these two things, these two ideas? Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, some people have said, oh, I'll just trust in Jesus and I won't need to worry yes. about the future and therefore I don't need any superannuation. It's almost against my... Principles or against my faith, so to oh, speak. Against yeah. my faith, I guess my perspective on that is: look at the big picture, be prudent. The Lord has given me the capacity to earn money, and even in my lifestyle today, I'm not hoarding it just for the sake of hoarding it. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm actually saying, well, I give some of that away. I put some aside for the future, and even in retirement. I won't keep hoarding it. I will continue to give some of it away. That's an individual decision. Yeah. So then how has Jesus made a difference to the way that you view wealth? Oh, I think the big difference there is I don't – I try not to look at wealth as an idol. Right, yeah. Um, What do you mean by an idol? uh, Something I worship. Right, yeah. Um, As an actor, I've earned a good income and I'm I'm not poor, but – I tend not to worry about the stock market movement every day. Right. Um, it's a bigger picture yeah. that I'm more concerned with. Now, there are people whose very job it is and it's a needed job to look at the market every day. But my emphasis is to say, let's have a look at the bigger picture. Let's make sure the structures are in place. Let's make sure the governance to come back to trust is in place. Um, let's make sure the system is operating as efficiently as it can. And uh, so for me personally, wealth is not something I tend to uh, worry about on a day-to-day basis. And to be quite honest, um, whilst I could have a self-managed super fund, I don't. (laughs) 
Um, and the reason for that is, well, there are a couple of reasons. One, it would I spend all day doing super. I don't <laughs> want to do it at night. <laughs> um, but secondly, there would be a great temptation there to spend a lot more time worrying about what's in my super fund. I've actually delegated that mm. um, to the fund managers, to the trustees of the, the super fund. Mm. And that means I can actually concentrate on other things. Mm. And perhaps you've even, as a part of you, delegating that to the Lord as well, perhaps. Well, indeed. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that gives me time to, to serve the Lord in other ways. Mm. Now, there is another story in the Bible, in the Gospel of Luke, which is a well-known story. It's known as the prodigal son, where a son uh, did claim his inheritance too soon. Uh, he took his money, squandered it, and then falls into hunger and poverty. Yet he realizes his mistake, repents, returns, and is blessed. The father of the son says in Luke 15, 24, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. So David, even if you are reckless with wealth and make some very unwise decisions, does the Bible offer hope? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you look at Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Uh, he offered hope to one of the other dying people on, on the Cri- cross. Criminals there. Criminals there. Uh, you'll be in, in heaven with me tonight, yeah. words to that effect. So I, I think that the gospel does offer hope. The gospel offers the love of God to anybody and everybody, whatever your circumstances, whether you're wealthy or poor, whether you're on job keeper or job seeker or have a solid job, uh, whether you have no super or lots of super. I think in the current environment of COVID-19, having that hope and that trusting something that is so much bigger and more personal than wealth is a great boost. Um, and to be quite honest, a very a great comfort uh, because we can actually trust in God. He will provide. He will keep providing. Will he provide in the way I want him to? Maybe not because sometimes he does discipline us. Sometimes he does send different things along our way. Um, but we also have that long-term perspective of eternity uh, and that's also a great encouragement. Mm. Great hope. And a great hope. Mm. So, David, how important is wealth in the coronavirus world? Well, wealth was important before COVID-19. Wealth is still important after COVID-19. Um, I think what may have happened during COVID-19 and in the months ahead is people will start to think again and we'll start to think, what's important in life? Um, Is it just the wealth I've got? Is it just my family? Is it just my education? Or is there something bigger and more important than that? So my job hasn't changed pre and post COVID-19. We are still endeavouring to provide the best super we can uh, to the members of these super funds. But I think that individually we are going to now say, well, what's really important in life? Let me leave you with some of the Bible's answer to the big question, how important is wealth in the coronavirus world from Proverbs 27.12. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. I look forward to you joining us next time for Bigger Questions. Thanks very much to our guest today, Dr. David Knox. A pleasure to be with you. Enjoy Bigger Questions? You can help us keep asking them for as little as $1 a podcast. Support the show. Go to patreon.com slash bigger questions.